Hello, Dissectomaniacs, and welcome to Dissecting the 80s. First things first, we're going to have to do list. Hmm? You said first things first, and I said I'm the realist. Uh, yeah, thanks. Way to go for that. Don't interrupt me so when I do my spiel so I don't have to edit anything out. That's perfect start. Keep it in. <laughs> first things first, we'd have to apologize for missing a week last week. The other half of the Mega Podcasting Powers... Andrew Leno. ...was sick with some combination of that rage virus from 28 Days Later and Ebola and a couple of diseases previously only known to exist in sharks. I don't know how he acquired them. You don't know my Saturday nights. And I don't want to ask him, to be quite honest with you. But to make up for that, we're going to do something a little unusual to start things off. Before we jump into our movie this week, Andrew had a very funny experience at work, and I'm going to make him share it with the world. Yes, I uh, am a server at a chain restaurant known for their french fries. Um, And I worked the morning shift, which typically is 10.30 in the morning for me, because I was a shift lead. That means I'm important. And that goes till about three, usually, is when it dies enough that they're like, you know what, the bartender can handle the whole restaurant for the next hour till night shift people come on. So it's about 3.30. They're like, you know what, it's probably good. And then the host comes up and goes, hey, are you guys okay to take a party of 50? And I was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, tonight? And she was like, no, now, they're up front. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so, so I'm not leaving. Got it. Okay. Oh, uh, that is stupid. And it was... Uh, lady soccer players and their families so the lady soccer players were not sitting with their families they were all sitting together so what we did was we took all their orders and assigned them their jersey number and then when we took their family's orders we said tell us your players number and we can put you their bill on your bill <laughs> that's a pretty clever way to solve that problem yeah it, it it only took a lot of brain power to like be like okay <laughs> very carefully go through the computer we had to we started memoing them on the system so that it would pop up and say players have it's pretty clever. Yeah, but I had to stay at work till 5.30 when I was supposed to be done at 4 <laughs> because of yes. party of 50. So if you ever are a party larger than 15, call ahead at least an hour before just to be like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to... 50 people without a reservation is so crazy. Like, hey, I'm going to show up at your restaurant and be the worst in about an hour. <laughs> give me like give us an hour's notice. That restaurant can't hold more than what? 100 150? Pretty much. It was the it was the entire center main dining area was full. <laughs> well, anyway, that was a work-related story because the movie that we brought you uh we're bringing you this week is Nine, an Andrew two, pick. Five. It's That's finally right. finally an enjoyable movie, guys. <laughs> uh, We've had a string a of that, A movie that made really bum me out, but a well-made movie. But it bumped you out for all the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll get to that stuff shortly. Uh, before we do that, I should say, I am Trip Lano, the one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. With me, as always, Andrew Lano. That's right. And before we jump into it, there is one thing we have to do. We have before to Before we you, jump in, but after we segue. Yeah. Before we get into the, the meat of the potato here, I want to tell you one thing. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash dissecting the 80s. We have an Instagram dissecting the 80s at dissecting the 80s on instagram or instagram.com slash dissecting the 80s if you choose to view instagram that way and you're a grandparent right additionally i'm i'm literally going to get that on my knees right now hold on i am now crouching on the floor kneeling on the floor please if you're listening to this show go to itunes and give us a rating and a review it only needs to be one sentence it only has to be one uh, any any star level. You click a star level, you write one sentence. You could tell us we suck. I just want you to review us. That's all we need from you. That said, 
It's time to talk about 9 to 5. We gotta go back, Marty. We gotta go dissect the 80s. And the powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. What, 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 what they gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Mega Power Team. All right, well, this is an Andrew pick, so why don't you tell people about the movie and all that fun stuff? Uh, This is a Dolly Parton film of the 80s, starring Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, and of course, Dolly. Uh, It is a workplace comedy that's sort of like lady trailblazers and makes a lot of very valid points, albeit in a very kooky manner. But uh, the points that they do raise, I think, are very valid and interesting. And uh, you bring up a very excellent point of even in, in 2015, they're points that probably should be still looked at. Yeah. The movie is 30 years old this year, I believe. I believe it's 85. Mm-hmm. And a lo- it really bummed me out watching it because the majority of the stuff they're talking about in this movie is conversations we're still having today with regard to equal pay for women, equal opportunity for promotions and advancement, um, and not just female issues, but stuff like workplace adaptations for people with disabilities, workplace adaptations for families, like childcare and things like that, which I understand is not like to the same level of the, of the previous two things. Childcare is not really on the same level, but stuff that you're like, oh yeah, all of this might since 30 years ago and, it and still this movie makes ra- sense <laughs> yeah the movie raises these really valid points and then it's you're know, living in a future as compared to this movie it's just it kind of bummed me out about watching the same. It the whole- still about the same yeah it is it is and it was really really depressing for me to watch this movie so as funny as like there's some really good moments and the performances are all really good and um that's really what I think it is. it's just it's just such a strong cast and these ladies nail it and it makes me think because I was like, oh, I want, I want, I would love, I wouldn't love. It would be interesting to see a remake of this movie with um, Amy Poehler as the Jane Fonda character, the new girl in the office, and Megan Mullally as the Lily Tomlin, the like mm-hmm. older woman who's been there a while. But I could not think of anyone who would be Dolly in it. It's because we don't have a Dolly anymore. There isn't anyone who's really funny, but not known for their acting and like, you know, like more known for her physicality and her like personality than anything. By physicality, you mean one specific asset of her body. You said it, not me. <laughs> let's just let's just put it on Front Street. Dolly has a world class theme park. Oh well, you said it, not Dollywood is a lovely place down in Pigeon Forge, te- Tennessee. I've heard of and, really good uh, things actually. If you Dollywood. ever have the opportunity, you should. Uh, you should take a chance to go visit it. That's, you know, that, again, what Dolly Parton is known for. If you were to ask people on the street, it's Dollywood, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. But I have actually heard really good things about Dollywood she, as a theme park. She has a she has a very diversified portfolio of investments. Mm-hmm. But in all serious, Dolly Parton is a wonderful human being who has uh, awesome charities and she's a uh, great human. super into child literacy. She will she will send you books uh, if you register with her charity. They will just is that really send a your thing? child. Yeah, they just send children. I believe it's children. In Tennessee, but I don't know all That's the details. So wonderful! But they just send the kid a book, like I think it's once a month or every year on their birthday or something like that. It's, just, it's totally free. You just say like, "Hey, I have a child," and they're like, "Here's books. Read to your kid." That's awesome. Yeah, so she's a, she's a wonderful human being. I uh, don't mean to joke about her and but, her but the theme park. Is, I think 
Dolly Parton is very, very funny. And not in a silly, like, campy kind of way. Like, she genuinely knows how to be funny and, like, has great timing. Like, between this and Steel Magnolias, like, she... Like, I would never cast her as Lady Macbeth, obviously. <laughs> she's got a very small bag of tricks. But the tricks that she's got are... She's great. And I think... I, I, I think she's, I think she deserves, she's probably my favorite part of the movie. I think she I think she deserves more, like, a little more respect as an actress than I think people give her. I guess. I mean, she has a limited range. I think that's what people talk about. But we've talked enough about how lovely Dolly is. Let's get into 9 to 5 here. Uh, great montage opening set to Dolly's so theme song. good. That she composed with her fingernails. Sorry to sing Dolly's, <laughs> like, praises again, but she composed that with her fingernails. It's actually in the montage, her tapping out the beat to 9 to 5 with, you know, click, 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 click on the, on yeah. the table or the desk that she sits at, rather. Uh, and I immediately, in the, in, the, in the montage, and seeing the, like, oh, would you give me some coffee? oh we passed you over for this promotion for a man because reasons because yep. he has a penis uh I, I my second note of this because movie patriarchy. is i'm <laughs> well my second note was i'm really gonna hate this movie it's gonna no. piss me off real bad but, yeah and it did and it's just like i i can't not get annoyed at that stuff because i mean good for it, you for having such a social conscience but <laughs> i know it's like it's just such a bummer it's like 30 years later and this this movie you could release this movie i mean the clothes would be dated but you could release this movie with the same issues like if you if they were to remake this movie they wouldn't have to rewrite it that's what i'm saying this movie yeah still i could know be remade <laughs> yeah just throw, uh, throw it a just be released yeah yeah so uh dabney coleman is the bad guy in this movie and mm-hmm. he is one of my favorite sleazy asshole bad guys I, oh, he's so good uh, he's so good at it yeah he he's just really really comfortable being a guy you want to kick in the face all the time and he is perfectly cast in this movie i hope that he's not like this in real life but I man have, he's I, good I at I feel the movie. Like generally speaking it always seems like the nicer people play the best assholes yeah generally yeah. speaking and, and he is a huge asshole in this movie mm-hmm. um i will say since we're talking about dolly's theme park mm-hmm. I, I think uh dollywood did not have as many roller coasters in 1985 as it does in 2015 you think yeah i think that the the theme park upgrades uh have been significant in the in the interim so i i i haven't gotten the park maps from 1985 to do a comparison of blueprints but i am under the belief that dollywood had some major uh construction yeah see i thought that it was you know its biggest and like most expansive in the 80s and like only kind of required minor upkeep instead yeah i don't know it's a good question it's one for the audience i guess uh so immediately dabney coleman gets right into shitbag boss oh, stuff he's having they wa- don't even give you time to like take a bite of your popcorn it's like montage <laughs> yeah. is over i'm a dick <laughs> so he's telling lily tomlin that she got passed over for the promotion because her the guy she trained is a man and so she's worthless and then he's having one secretary he has multiple secretaries for reasons i don't quite understand well, no, i think i think it's sort of uh she dolly parton is his assistant and like keeps his schedule and stuff but um lily tomlin is like head of the not secretary like the administration team kind of a thing but, w- but what about the kind of mousy older woman oh I don't. I don't know. I forgot about her specific relationship to him. I believe he has multiple secretaries. Which I guess, if you're an important enough guy, 
like in the company. Yeah, Roz, the the, the female. Yeah, uh, Roz. The, she, yeah, she she reminds me of the lady in Monsters Inc. She 100%. also named Bryce. Yeah, she also recently passed away. Uh, so she's poor one out like for, her for her. something else too. She's been she's been in a lot of stuff, and she's actually really good in this. I wish I had written her name down. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't. I thought I had looked her up, but she's been in a lot of stuff and is a was a really talented actress. But she's she's what honestly one of my favorite parts of this because she's like the perfect little toady mm-hmm. uh, hanging on Dabney Coleman's coattails. She's kind of like Randall in a uh, recess. Yes. If anyone's familiar. Yeah. She's that's very a, that's, much a Randall in recess. That is super, super obscure, but yes, that is a good example. Um, I do love in movies like this. One of my favorite parts about what we're doing on this podcast is we get to see old technology sometimes and the copy the machine, oh. the, the phone's cool, but the copy machine that Jane Fonda is using and just being completely overwhelmed. I love like style. rocket technology. <laughs> it's also the size of a car. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's spitting out paper. It's, it's you can't really tell what it's doing yeah. to try to collate the paper. It just looks like so needlessly complicated. Yeah, because yeah. I've heard mom talk about when her office job, and she always talks about a crank. Like when they made carbon copies, it was like right. a mimeograph. Yeah, they would crank it, and then it would spit out blue papers that weren't real mm-hmm. because they were what was they would use that like the transfer work. right right so yeah, I was the waiting, mimeograph I was machine was manual like that. yeah I guess this is probably one of the first automatic copy machines that existed I, I I mean I don't know that to be certain but I would imagine it's in the first chunk of automated copy machines and it is the size of a car which is a sheer delight for me yeah um, and there's also the great bit of actually actually no this is 1980 so it's 35 years oh is it really 1980 yeah wow um uh Dabney uh, really wants uh, tickets to Dollywood, and yes. Dolly is just not having it because no. uh, she's already sold out to this one guy. She's, she's married. Yes. Well, I was going. I was keeping your. I was keeping your little joke going. You can keep the joke going, but just she's married. She's married, and she's. It's like no, I have a husband, so I'm not going to sleep with you, dude. Thank you. You're you're great. You're a boss. You're my boss, and I'll you know get your coffee, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have sex with you. Stop being a gross human being. Yeah, stop being just the most disgusting. The, the she also is really good at being completely confused Naive. why everyone hates her. Yeah, everyone in the office thinks they're sleeping together, because so he, everyone he in the office hates them. her. He, right, he tells the office that they sleep together, and she's his mistress. So everyone hates her, and poor Dolly Parton has no idea why. Right, she can't quite figure out that the reason everybody's hating on her is because the two of them are stupin. Yeah, according to Dabney Coleman, and like even Jane Fonda, I was like surprised because she's new in the office, and Lily Tomlin's kind of showing her around, and um. She's there's a whole scarf bit where they buy a scarf thinking it's for his wife and he gives yeah, he it has, to Dolly Parton. Right, he has one secretary purchases a scarf to give to his other secretary because he's just the grossest. He is the most foul human. And Dolly Parton's like, "Hey, do you want like okay, first of all, Italian is my favorite 80s like little thing, <laughs> little things." That happened to me when I first moved to Frederick. Really? Yeah, I was at a store looking for crushed tomatoes to make chili, and I like went up and down the vegetable aisle, canned vegetables, no dice, and I finally asked an employee and the guy said, "Oh, they're in the Italian section under international cuisine." Okay. Mm-hmm. A bit of a rude awakening. Um, but Dolly's like, hey, Jane Fonda, do you want to go out to lunch? I know this great Italian place. And Jane Fonda is such a bitch about it. She really is She's not like, nice. no, I don't have time for sluts. And then like, walks away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as if she has any real knowledge of like, You don't Dolly. know this woman. Right. She never met her. She's she's new. She's just You're starting the town. job. Yeah. And she's immediately like, oh, no, I don't want to get aligned with you. You're the office slut. You're the worst. Right. Not like you have a husband to steal. 
Burn. <laughs> uh, so, is it Lily Tomlin or Jane Fonda that has the son that gives her the drugs? Oh, it's Lily Tomlin, because Lily Tomlin's got a son, like a family. Okay. She's a single so, mom. That's what it is. Lily Tomlin's that, yeah, a single mom. Yeah, So, we're, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but it's it's a it's a segment I really enjoyed in the movie. She's hanging out with her son, who's definitely a teenager, and she's got absolute cool mom status. You know, this is the kind of mom who's letting son have a couple of beers while he's working on the car. He's she, changing the oil. He's having a brewski. Changing, she is doing her uh, garage door opener. She's fixing yes. it. Yes. So, we know how that she's mechanically inclined. Right. She's She's got Remember some skills. That, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's garage door opener. I believe the first instance of but he says mom you gotta relax let me give you a joint and she's like no 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 and then i write if these three ladies don't get high breakfast club style i'm gonna lose my shit and so he she's like fine i'll turn on it for a rainy day and puts it in her yeah <laughs> and uh later on the three ladies get high breakfast club style this is after they quit Do they quit no they don't quit oh she or she threatens him because dolly yes. parton finds out that uh, yeah, Dolly Parton finds out that he has been telling everyone they're sleeping together. So she, best line, she says, "I'll turn you from a he- uh, turn you from a rooster to a hen, one shot, and don't think I won't." And she walks out and says, "I'm taking the night, the afternoon off." And then Lily Tomlin finds out she's been passed over for the promotion. She's got, she's out of here. I'm taking the <laughs> afternoon off. And then Jane Fonda is just like, I don't have any friends here, so I'm going to go. And she also leaves. Her reasons less solid for leaving the office for a, a quick uh, half, half day. But, you know, still valid. Because they're drinking in a bar and Lily Tomlin's like, I got a, I got some Mary Jane and Jane because it's they're so mom about it. They all are like Jane Fonda's like I've never had a marijuana cigarette, and that's exactly how she pronounces it, marijuana. And then they have jazz cigarettes in the uh, bathroom of this bar. No, they go home first. They go to Dolly Parton's place. Oh, you're right. Because they're sitting around her fireplace. And yeah, like, you're right. You're right. I, I screwed that up. Envision because right. she says that she said, let's go to the bathroom and get baked. And Jane Fonda's like, what if someone finds out? And like, calm it, narc. And Dolly Parton's <laughs> like, let's go back to my place. <laughs> I have a, a Persian rug and a fireplace. Um, so they all get high on marijuana, and they all... And it's just a pure jazz cigarette and giggle fest. It is a delight. And then they all describe, and it goes to, like, fade, like, fate, like, the, what is the, is it uh, Wayne's, Wayne's World? World? <laughs> of how they would kill... <laughs> or hurt their boss if they got the opportunity and Dolly Parton's is like uh, like a hunt like she got like a bloodhounds and they're hunting him down it's funny oh, no, I, no, no, I, that's Jane Fonda Jane Fonda yeah, Jane, is Jane Fonda is Jane Fonda is Annie Oakley like mm-hmm. chasing him down uh, Dolly does him yes she does him to him and treats him like a sex symbol and makes right. him uncomfortable she has him like collared up and stuff and right? then she ropes him like a cattle yeah yeah and then because in uh, case you forgot guys Dolly Parton's a good southern girl <laughs> and Jane Fonda does a Cinderella thing Lily Tomlin does Cinderella the oh I got them backwards okay yeah yeah like um, it's and this I think this is one of my the most my most my most favorite segments of the movie because I all the these three ladies just commit so much to these bits and they're all so different and like Lily Tomlin is this big woman like she's tall and she's broad and she's kind of like sassy and brassy and she fully commits to this flighty Snow White person. Yeah, of like, it's delightful. It's it's really fun to watch her play against type. Yeah, I, she's she's awesome. And I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard really good things about Frankie her Netflix Grace. show. Yeah, with uh, Jane Fonda is also in that. I hope Dolly Parton makes a cameo. Yeah, I after as we were talking about this just now, I thought, oh, I wonder if she does. It would be uh, it'd be kind of cute if they found a way to work her into that. Mm-hmm. 
so they have a fun little twist where whoops lily tomlin gave rat poison to daphne coleman instead of his skinny and sweet skinny and sweet which i guess is like splenda e- equal yeah yeah it was too expensive to license the name um so the rat poison looks just like skinny and sweet and she accidentally puts it in his coffee and when he goes to drink it his chair falls over and he hits his head so she thinks she's poisoned him right and hilarity ensues. <laughs> they go to a hospital. There's some mistaken she identity. Where she puts on a doctor's coat and steals, <laughs> steals a dead body. A dead body. This is my. This was a segment of the movie that I almost lost. Almost lost me because they steal the body without checking to see that he's in there. Then they put the body in the trunk and then they go all over town. They're like it's like a like a two hour drive because mm-hmm. it goes from from like d- dusk to to full on darkness full on, in yeah. the time. And they just drive around with a dead body in the trunk. There's no plan until they get into a car accident, and then they have to figure, oh, we're going to dump him in the river. And we have to lie to this police officer, and I get to say, <laughs> yeah. I get to say, I'm a doctor. Out of my way. Yeah, it's just bananas. So they realize they have the wrong body, and they go to take it back. They and wheel it, it into the bathroom somehow and leave it there. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, oh, this poor woman has to deal with this, and the 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 janitor lady is just like, so, there's another body in the bathroom. Hey, it ha- I, I, that's why I, I think they had to do it that way. Otherwise, it would have been like, oh, I don't like these ladies anymore. But it ha- <laughs> yeah. it had to be a like. Uh, another Monday kind of moment. <laughs> Apparently, it happens all the time that they have dead bodies in their well. In this their is you saw the hospital. It's real lowbrow shit going on there. <laughs> it does look like the hospital from Grindhouse. It's uh, just it's just like doctors who don't really care. They're like, well, I think this is this guy, but I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, they it's let not a, a woman hospital. put just put on a doctor's coat and take a dead body, and no one is watching. <laughs> to be fair, it was the eighties. It was a pre nine eleven world. It was easier to sneak into places with security. That's true. Dolly also rocks a baby blue leather trench coat. With oh her yeah, collar she does. That is a delight. She in that hospital has sequence. the best outfits. <laughs> um, so he comes back. He's he, we realize he's not dead. The the. Well, plan I can't becomes remember, does the audience know he's not dead yet. Yes, we know he's we not know dead the whole time. Bef- yeah, before the body gets stolen, we know that he's not dead. The uh, the doctors are talking about it, and it's very clearly a different guy. Mm. Then we have the whole the whole thing going on. But oh, that's what it is. Out- There's a dead body that they're talking about who was actually poisoned, and right. Lily Tomlin overhears and assumes they're talking about their boss, and that's why right. she steals the body. Right. So he finds out that she might have accidentally poisoned and hit poisoned him, and the plan is, oh, I'm just going to blackmail you for sex because I'm just. Disgusting. Dolly, he's the thing is, he doesn't even care or give a shit about Lily Tomlin. It's all about Dolly, who wasn't even involved. Right. He's and like, your friend tried to murder me, so I'm going to blackmail you. <laughs> and I know you like Dolly, but I would say she's more charismatic than she is good actress. I, I just, she's funny and she commits and she knows what she's good at and she sticks to it. Agreed. And in this movie, she inexplicably has a gun in her purse. Oh, she, but that was a point. That was like a, a shtick. I, I know, but it's kind of a weird thing for a character to have in New York City. Mm, but she's a Southern girl, remember? Uh, yeah. So she's got, she's got a pistol that we actually literally get Chekhov's gun in this movie. Mm-hmm. She, Dolly's pistol then becomes the thing that prevents Dabney Coleman from getting away. So because, she ties him up. Yes. Because she's also a hog tire because she's right. a good Southern girl. Trip. Of course, yes. I carry a handbag, I carry a purse. Hang on, I ruined that joke. I carry a handgun in my purse, and I can hogtie a guy in three seconds. Don't you forget it. That Use that take. I'm going to use both takes. No! I'm not editing this one. So, uh... Dabney escapes and is about to run out of the run out of the building and causes all sorts of problems, but instead 
Instead. I'm writing down the time code. Instead, What's-Her-Face shoots him a million times oh, Lily, and can't uh, hit him from Jane one foot Fonda away. picks up the gun and, and, right. and panics. And she, just starts firing wildly in the office. She's basically the equivalent of, like, those those goats, like, fainting goats. They're just like, <laughs> Like, she just, that's all she can do is just panic and do the most outrageous thing she can think of. Dolly's gun is a revolver, so she fires six times and just blows out all the glass in the office, but doesn't hit him at all. Bullshit. shot. So they decide they're just going to take him to his house because his wife is on vacation, and mm-hmm. they're going to run the show. Right. Because, I mean, why not? There's also really bad dramatic music underscoring this part of the movie. It's it's just really, like, the kind of music you'd have in The Godfather, <laughs> that level of seriousness. And it's like, we have a hijinks comedy with three women and Daphne Goldman getting tied up. We don't need to get to Godfather level of seriousness here, people. Probably not. So they tie him up in his house, and they're like, "Well, how are we going to keep him here all day? Like, he's gonna he's gonna get out. He's gonna he's gonna try and get away." And so they rig up this entire elaborate sort of home alone meets saw kind of a home rig of it's a garage door opener that is linked to that is tied to a parachuting outfit. Yeah, it's a parachute harness. Parachute harness, which is also linked to handcuffs and foot cuffs. He's in a, a gimp outfit, essentially. It's, but without the outfit. All the, restra- all the restraint of the gimp outfit with none right. of the discomfort. Right. It's really strange. And he is then chained up in his own house. And can't do anything. Like the, He can't no. leave it's his It's not room. his house. It's, it's what's-her-face's house. No, that's house. his house. It's his big old house. Because remember, they, that's why they're staying over there? Because it's a nice house? Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was uh, Jane Fonda's house. No, she's living in a shitty apartment. Remember? She just got dumped. She's divorced. That's right. That's right. I got confused. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, at this point, we finally get to the plot of the movie, which is that Dabney Coleman has been embezzling. He's been uh, stealing merchandise from the company and selling it for his own gain and then hoping nobody would notice. Mm-hmm. And no one has. Right. Until these ladies came along. Right. So they kind of discover this plan as they're working to uh, keep it a secret that he's not in his office. And so like Dolly, the company. Right. But at first it's like, let's trick everybody into thinking he's coming to work. So Dolly like lights a cigar and leaves it in the ashtray. And then the Roz comes in looking for him and he's not there, but the cigar's puffing away. She's like, well, and, you, you just missed him, I swear. And then they right. have the great elevator bit where she's like... Lily Tomlin, stop, or Jane Fonda, stop Mr. Whatever. And so she's like, oh, wait. And Lily Tomlin's hitting the, the door shut button. And just as it shuts, Roz comes around the corner. And it's a really great bit of farcical comedy. Yeah, they do some, some nice uh, French bedroom type stuff. And the other thought I had is... We both grew up in a world where smoking got pretty much eradicated from public space. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I remember smoking sections in restaurants, but it was a long time ago for me. And for you, it's probably at the edge of your memory. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine working with somebody who regularly smokes cigars in their office? That just seems... Like, if in the office, like in your own personal office, I guess, is one thing. But, like, weren't they all smoking in the break room and, like, all smoking at their desks, too? Yes. Yeah. Like... But the, the difference... I mean, stale cigarette smoke is gross, but the smell of cigar... Like, I... I, I don't mind it when it's a fresh thing, but the smell of stale cigar smoke is one of the grossest, horrifying odors to me. And the idea of, like, coming in to get your TPS report signed off on and you got to just wade into a haze of cigar smoke is enough to make me nauseous just talking about it. But that's also, like, part of his, like, he's the worst. So it makes sense that he would subject- Absolutely, but but I'm not even saying that. Like, I'm sure it was common. Oh, yeah. I mean, high-level executives in that era were probably smoking cigars in their office. That's true. 
I don't. So. I, it's, I can't even imagine. Well, even there's now there's that like old wives' tale of if you if someone smokes in a movie, it's an automatic R rating. I don't know if it's a real thing, but it's something that I've heard. I'm I I, I am under the impression that it's true because nobody smokes in the Marvel movies or anything. And Disney doesn't let anybody smoke, which I guess is why the Marvel movies don't have it. But mm-hmm. I don't. You don't see people smoke much in movies anymore. Even cigars. Yeah, it just doesn't happen very often. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Um. That French far stuff is really fun, and then we engage Lady Boss mode, where the three women decide to just fix all the dumb shit that he's been doing in the company and ruining everything. Because Dolly signs for him all the time because she's his secretary, she's his like head secretary or main assistant or whatever. Right. So she's like, I can do that. So every memo is is signed by him and like official, and it's like you can if you're having a child, you they, we are going to open a daycare. And the, is it flexible hours? Is that what it's called? Yeah, flex hours. Yeah, or and job sharing where two people work at a, a full-time job but each of them have like a half-time salary like they one of them might work mornings and one evenings or something like that mm-hmm. um they rehire the handicapped people that he laid off in the first five minutes of the movie because they show were disgusting how shitty him. he was yeah <laughs> he fires the guy in a wheelchair he follows the guy with crutches just because he's a horrible monster uh, it's basically then, this movie is basically horrible bosses but like for the 80s that's true <laughs> it, I, mean, it, I mean it's very similar it's very very similar the horrible bosses is sort of a remake except that loses all of the the social commentary that this is full of yeah because it's all it's dudes yeah dudes on dudes on dudes dude comedy yeah except jennifer aniston yeah um they're you know engaging lady boss mode they're fixing all they're they're doing all this stuff lily Lily tomlin is kicking ass and taking names and i just want it's it's again it's like uh uh uh, what's her name countess no from gi joe Cobra. Baroness? Baroness. It's like that. I'm like, why isn't she running Cobra? Why isn't Lily Tomlin running this company? Right, and that's the obvious That's point, why. Is, that's is that why Baroness isn't in charge of Cobra. Patriarchy. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> it's true. The company's even called G.I. Joe. It's not, you know, it's right there in the name. It's male-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically make the company from one that was doing okay into one that is just Thriving. unstoppable. Yeah. Meanwhile... It's, like a, it's a Google is what it's become it is it is it is it's exactly how they portray google in modern things that their workplaces are there's they don't have nap pods in this but it's damn close yeah like you're allowed to put like that was my favorite they're like you can't put any personal items in your desk even your mug like yeah you had to have like a company mug it was like a plain white job and that was it like, you weren't allowed to she have was any. like your drink your your mug is at your desk and i was like what and that was she's like you can't have any personal items so they're like fuck that noise if you yeah. want to put a dancing hula girl on your desk go right ahead <laughs> have some flowers you know brighten the space up the office is like they paint i think they paint the office too they do it's like yeah. a bright color and it's fun and vibrant Meanwhile, Daphne Coleman is filing through a leather cuff with a fingernail file. Because he found one stuck in the bottom of a drawer. Because they took everything out. Because they were, generally, they had their, their their wits together. And they took away all sharp things, all knives, all scissors. Even his, like, toenail clippers they took. And yeah. his cigar cutter. They were like, don't risk it. Take it from him. But they missed one. But I think filing through a leather cuff with a fingernail file is almost as impressive as Andy Dufresne tunneling out of Shawshank with a rock hammer. Yeah, I agree. Because that's that's a lot of patience and a lot of commitment. Yes. It's a long, slow process to slowly file through a leather cuff. Uh, And also at this point, we have the ex-wife of Jane Fonda, whose name is Dick. Yep, that's right. (laughs) I made this movie really progressive. Real progress. I don't know. 
he shows uh, he up. He is he's in super creeper mode. Yeah, he is. He's stalking around outside the house. He's peering in the windows. He's just generally being because he the thinks grossest. he thinks she's sleeping with her boss, and that's why she's there. Right, and that she's moved in with him, and that they're together now. Mm-hmm. Even though he left her for his secretary. Yeah, she's because like he is disgusting. She's monster. like what? She's like li- you literally did this to me. So how can you say anything? You pig, get out. <laughs> um, and then and but this is a great physical comedy bit because Dabney breaks out while Dick is downstairs and she has to run upstairs and take care of Dabney and get him tied up again. Garage do- like- she garage doors him, which means <laughs> yes. he literally gets swung up onto the ceiling and just dangles <laughs> there like a pinata. Yes. And at that point, she's, like, poking at him and trying to tie his hands up. And Dick opens the door and is like, well, what's going on here? Are you into kinky stuff? And she's like, so what if I am? And sidebar, in the musical, there's the song. Lily, the Jane Fonda's character sings a song right now. And it is the best song of the show called Get Out and Stay Out. And she's telling her husband to hit the road, Jack. <laughs> That's pretty much the moment they have in this, too, uh-huh. except yeah, they don't it's sing just, it. It's amelodically. Um, yes. So if you're ever interested as Hector Maniacs in a really great heartfelt ballad, Get out and stay out. Nine to five. <laughs> uh, at this point, we kind of glossed over this, but the warehouse that was sold, Dabney Coleman had been using to embezzle, they were trying to find proof of it. So they were working on getting these reports from New York. It was one of these. That's what they, they kept him there so long because they couldn't get the reports. They just had to keep going. Right, and it was one of these like classic movie things is we need to put a timer in this thing, so, okay, we have to last five days, or we have to last seven days, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he filed through the cuff and is able to put all of the merchandise back. No, no, that's not what happened. He... Um, he buys it all back. No, but you missed the like the big reveal because they are they found out about it and dropped the plan in his lap and was like, you're, you're, you're licked, son, like... We've fixed everything about the company and blah, 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 blah. We're going to get you. And then he, his wife comes back and he sends her away. And then she calls Dolly to thank her for the flowers that she sent. And she's like, well, no, I'm home. He sent me away. And that's when they realize that he's gotten out and he's, he's up to his conniving ways. Right. And, and then he basically saved his ass because he got all this merch back in the warehouse. He fixed the problem. They have no proof of anything. And also they kidnapped him for a week. Yeah. Um, Which, to be honest, is a problem in this movie, because even if they got him fired for embezzling, they still kidnapped him for a week. Yeah, but, like, they're strong, independent ladies. (laughs) I'm just saying a crime has still been committed, and it's a decent chance they're going to jail for it. Yeah, but you've seen Orange is the New Black. It's lady jail. (laughs) They'll be fun, colorful characters with a great background story. I suppose. So... Colonel Sanders shows up, who's, like, the CEO of the company. Yeah. And he wants to see what's going on in that New York office because it's got the best productivity in the company. The numbers are through the roof. Everybody's really impressed by it. And he is just, like, loving everything. He's like, this yeah. this dick. He, at one point, they're like, he, because he, had, uh, Dabney Coleman is learning about everything as right. the colonel is. He's come back to the office and seen what the ladies have done. Uh, and he's holding them at gunpoint secretly uh, right. with, with Dolly's gun. Um, and so the, he's like, the flex hours. And they're telling him all about it. And he's, like, talking to, he's, like, yelling, pointing them, their gun at them and being like, once this, once we're done showing him around, you're going to come with me to the police station. And we turn and Colonel Sanders just is holding all of the babies in the daycare <laughs> center. And he's like, I love this weird, idea. And like, it was such a weird moment. He picked up several children that were his them. children. None of those are his kids. <laughs> he 
they just like a gra- it was like a United Colors of Benetton ad. <laughs> yeah, he's Benetton ad. He's just like grabbing some kids for, and smiling. For only twenty five cents a day. <laughs> um, That's a very different ad. I know. Than what I, was I, I got it. Um, but so he's like, "Wow, Dabney Coleman, you did such a great job. I want you to come to Panama and do the project there." Which, what does this company do? That there's I, a it's, that there's a Panama it, it, project. It, it's never established what the company does. They clearly sell a product because they had a warehouse full of it, but yeah. it's never established what that product is or, or anything like that. They're they're an importer exporter. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a widget factory. It do, it doesn't explain what they do. It's just a corporate office of some something or other. So he's like, yeah, you're gonna come with me to Panama. Panama, you should only, you should only be there about five years. And he's right. like, which is, a, and he's like super mad about it. Which, to be fair, is a pretty major life adjustment to me. Yeah, and Colonel Sanders is like, I don't take no for an answer. We can leave the office in the hands of these ladies right here. And it's like. <laughs> Strong, independent woman. <laughs> and he, like, grimacing as the elevator doors close, and you're like... And he dies. Yes. In the... They do an Animal House style, like... They do frozen circles. Yeah. So they, 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 they freeze frame in circles on people's faces, which is oh. one of my favorite... We forgot the best part, that they had to get rid of Roz because she was getting too good, because she's the only one with brains in that office. Right. So they sent her to a language course in Germany to learn German. <laughs> like one of those intensive Yeah, they're like, that's jobs. how we're going to get rid of her. So she comes back fully expecting Dabney Coleman to be there, and she finds the ladies drinking champagne in his office being like, we're on top. <laughs> and she just, like, loses her shit. <laughs> she does. She has a full-on meltdown. Uh, and that's when we start the freeze frame circles. Yeah, frozen circles is one of my favorite 80s things. It made me so happy to see it in this because it's such a only that time period thing. It went out of favor very quickly. But you basically I like are it. forced. I have to say, I enjoy that. <laughs> but it's such a silly thing because you watch this movie. This is about you know hour 45 minutes or two hours or whatever. And then before the credits roll, you watch like snippets of the movie again. And then they like freeze circle on someone's face. And it's like, Dabney Coleman was murdered by a cheetah while in in Brazil in the first year and you're like oh that's a pretty horrible way for him to have met his end mm-hmm. they said I he get- was his his office was like set upon by tribesmen yes, and he was, was never seen or heard from again and I was like it was, wait it a was minute a little casual like, racism. Can, we, can we not just like gloss over that because that's a big thing <laughs> yeah it was he was murdered by a band of people also a little casual racism tossed in mm-hmm. there for for a progressive movie it does get a little ding on that but then all of the ladies have you know had great and wonderful success with their frozen circle they you know they found happiness and wealth and I all think that my favorite stuff. is Jane Fonda's I think it's that one where I think it says like Jane Fonda went on to uh, she went on to marry a, man, a nice man blah, blah blah not that that's the only defining factor in her life but it is a fact and I was yes. like I was like go you movie yeah it is that's that's the thing we should you know, it's very I self-aware mean, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts before we start to wrap up as far as plot and anything goes? Um, I love that they were like, and Dolly became a singer, a country singer. Yes, was like, that was that was cute. Of course, I like that a lot. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't normally get into like you know this social commentary stuff on the show, but I, that, this is what struck me the most about this movie is that it's really interesting to watch this as a piece of. Uh, 
an ex- example piece of that time period as far as the polit- social politics of the day were concerned. And then you compare it to today, like, you know, they're casually smoking weed, which is kind of a th- only become a thing now where it's, you know, something that's not a, a heinous crime, although in most states it's still going to get you cut. Yeah. Y- you get you in trouble. The the work por- the workplace politics as far as gender roles is really upsetting and really bummed me out. And as much as, like, I wanted to enjoy the hijinks of these ladies, it was, it was tough for me to, like, it bummed me the hell out. I know, and, and I, I applaud you for having such a social, like a strong social conscience. But <laughs> and I'm not one of those people that gets I know like you. I know you're about not. things. Yeah, and so it's like I'm, I'm generally a person who's just like, eh, whatever. But this, this, this particularly bummed me out because it's so old and things are still the same. And I think it's also because I'm, I'm, I just graduated college last year. Like I'm not really in an office environment ever, so I'm like, I don't really know that that's still a thing in my head. Oh, everything's I'm, better. I'm, I'll be honest with you. The office where I work is not like that at all. I would say three quarters of the people I work with are women. So uh, my boss is a woman. The high level positions in my company are held by women. It's not the particular company that I work for is not an example of this, but I know that it exists in the world just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's I don't know. There's some I I love eighties hijinks and I love strong eighties women, which is why, you know, I love Steel Magnolias and I love um First Wives Club and is that eighties? Or is that nineties? I think that's a nineties movie. Gotcha. But like I I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for strong female driven movies. Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend this movie. A hundred percent. I wasn't in there. I think this is our first recommendation in months. Yes, it is definitely at, at least three or four episodes since we've recommended. Even one of us has recommended a movie, but uh, I would definitely say this is worth your time. It's funny. It's interesting. It's a great, uh, you know, uh, there's great interplay between the three leads. Uh, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, and Jane Fonda are all really awesome together. They're, and Dabney they're really Coleman on is the game. Yeah, and Dabney Coleman is the perfect heel. Like, he, you really want him to get kicked in the teeth the whole movie, and he's really, really relishes And Roz. That. I feel like Roz is like a little gem, an underappreciated gem in this movie of like a perfect little like sidekick a little parrot on dad mccoleman's shoulders yes and every time she drops in the movie she delivers a laugh or a funny or you know a nice bit or something that makes you really frustrated she's she's really really strong so she's she's an excellent actress and adam's family values that's what she's from that's what oh. I, I know her from predominantly she <laughs> plays um the is it adam's family no it's adam's family the first where uh whole thing is about fester coming back she plays the evil villain who wants to steal the adam's money Wait, are you talking about the one who wants to marry Fester? No, that's Adam's family values. Okay, I was going to say, that's not who you think it is. That's, no, that's uh, Joan Cusack. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's not the same actress no, at all. Both, I'm sorry, both, I got confused. Both movies are kind of about stealing fortunes. Um, okay. But the first one, she plays the woman who found Fester and is pretending to be his psychotherapist. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, so, before we let the people go, we should do our everybody's favorite segment. Hot tag taglines. Hot tag tagline. This movie bum trip out. Oh. <laughs> Hot tag tagline. Nine to five. Dollywood's architecture has held up surprisingly well. <laughs> so I guess we had to sneak in some mildly misogynist jokes since I, I was being a social justice warrior. Also, it's a funny joke, y'all. Eat a dick. <laughs> it's a funny joke. I, you know, she's a wonderful woman. She's That's I'm Dolly Parton. Sort of what she's. If known I could for. meet Dolly Parton, I would in a heartbeat. I would give several dollars to meet Dolly Parton. <laughs> well, you get her to endorse the show while you're at it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but like just even say, just like because she's she's in two. She's in one of my favorite movies, and I'm like, I would just be like, "Hi, you're wonderful and lovely." <laughs> Make no mistake, people, listeners, dissectomaniacs. 
It is it is a it comes from a place of comedy <laughs> and love and lo- lots of love yes. but also comedy so uh hopefully this will be up probably not before uh, memorial day itself ends but we wanted to do a little theme nine to five you know since we're the nine to five crowd is off on memorial day we were trying to tie in that i like um, that tie-in yeah it was good and uh you want to give him a clue for next week <laughs> perfect nailed it Don't you forget about me.